Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome to the next episodic version of the High Sticks and Superkicks podcast. For those of you who watch movies, this is from One Crazy Summer. Would I lie to you from the Eurythmics? Hoops. Hoops uh, McCann. Hoops McCann. Played by the man whore John Cusack. <laughs> who else was in that movie? I have no idea. Oh, Bob Catagoyne. Bob Catagoyne. <laughs> and a very young Demi Moore. Oh. Is that when she first started out her porn career before she decided no. to relay all her, her innuendos and this was frolics? The, this was after the uh, the Brat Pack kind of era. Pack. Oh, well. Well, we should just talk about this because it's more exciting than fucking devil's <laughs> hockey right now. Well, thank you, uh, Homer J. Simpson, but this is going great. It really is that meme of Homer just walking backwards. <laughs> into the bush. Into the bush. That's that's the way devil fans. I'm so excited about the season. Oh, boy. Let's just take a couple of steps back, literally and metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just jump, jump right into it. Um, Good two, news. First two. Yeah. I mean, first two weeks. Not so much. Past 24 hours. Almost 48 hours. Pretty damn fucking good. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good here. Consulted him a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so we'll quickly go over the fact that they lo- we lost our home opener by uh, losing a four-goal lead as well to uh, the Winnipeg Jets in overtime. Apparently, um, Corey had cramps <laughs> that game, and a lot of uh, social media decided to say, well, you it's your, your first game. Well, How you do you cramp peri- it? Well, you got your period? <laughs> Some cranberry juice? <laughs> um, so we shake that off, whatever we got to. See, I like that one, but that's where, that's where <laughs> devil fans, the fucking... The, the warning, warning, Will Robinson, <laughs> warning light should be going off because we all made excuses. Like, even I was sitting there going, you know what? Like, that Winnipeg's, their defense might not be good, but their offense is still good. Right. And the fact that you could sit there and go, well, that's the kind of team that you'd expect to battle back. Right. But yeah. you would say that that's a team that can go 50 50. You're either going to win or lose. It's not a. It's not like you're facing Ottawa 82 games a year. Yeah, it, like, well, we shouldn't even fucking joke about that. Well, anymore. well. But, Ottawa, I mean, Winnipeg's a good team. So, if you were to, if we were to sit there and go through the entire schedule and go, 
win, loss, win, loss, win, win, loss. You know, mm-hmm. I probably not with a four goal lead, but I probably would have said loss to Winnipeg. But for if, if we had hindsight, if hindsight was twenty twenty, uh, we would we'd have known what was Hines. coming. Then hindsight, I'll get into him too. Um, Yes, we we would have known what was coming the next day as we traveled to Buffalo on the road. First road game. Got to get a win on the road, right? Last year we sucked on the road. Got to get a win on the road. Let's get that bad taste out of our mouth. Our Go mouth. to Buffalo, get some wings. Yeah, see some Buffalo Betties, huh? Apparently we got stampeded yeah. by them Buffalo Betties. 7-2 in regulation. Ooh. That one, I, I think we stopped watching. I, I know I stopped watching. I was like, oh, I wonder what's on Netflix. I think, yeah. I, what was that, on a Saturday? I think I quickly quickly went to live PD. Plug, plug. Um, sure. Um, some good news after that. We signed a defenseman to a two-way contract. <coughs> a former first-round pick, Joe Morrow, I think Joe, his name Yes, is. Joe Morrow. Yeah, he'll be in the minors. Have fun. And then we had a gritty game coming up against the Flyers. Wayne Simmons returned to Philly. Was he playing that game? Yes, he was. And um, apparently right before pretty much puck drop, news came that he said that he felt disrespected because he thought he deserved something more from Philly uh, regarding a either a long-term contract or a contract in general. Um, so he shit talks before the game even starts. And then we lose for nothing for showboat of the year. That's what happens when you try to showboat. Um, fine. All right. So. Philly's tough. It's early. We got blown out by Buffalo. We lost to the Flyers. Fine. Let's let Oilers are coming in. Yeah. And at that time, the Oilers were like 4 0. Yeah. But historically bad. It could have been a whatever. We were 4 0 last season. Look what happened. <clears throat> and then we're losing a shootout. After again winning, being up. So that's what? 0 oh, 3. No. 0 uh, 2 1. Excuse me. Yeah, that shootout. We got that point. Mm-hmm. Next we got Buffalo, right? Boston. I'm Boston, sorry. B- Boston. Would have put on the calendar. Fucking hella good. Right. Would have put a, L. Yeah. took the L on that one. Look, uh, I think I mentioned somewhere down in the prep, fucking Bruins power play. Fucking slice and dice you. And anybody that says, like, the Devils, like, oh, they're a one-line. Well, we're not even really a one-line team because our lines get fucking <laughs> jumbled. All the time. Like ping pong ball. No, like that jumble game. Remember you used to hit it? The boggle. Boggle. Boggle, yeah. But like Boston is a living, breathing example of a one-line team that could still dominate. Yeah. Pasternak and Uh, uh, Marchand. Marchand and and Bergeron. Yeah. They'll kill you. (laughs) Literally, they will kill you. So we lost 3-0. Oh, 2-1. Like I don't mind losing to a team like Boston 3-0. What I hated was there was nothing there. Nothing. No snarl. No. It was like we were just, oh, we're in Boston. Let's just go through the motions. You know, like, oh, it's So Saturday. we should have lost even worse? Yeah, we probably should have. I'm should pretty, have. And last year, Corey lost us games. This year, the team is losing Corey games. Yes. Because without help, you cannot stop. Yeah, I mean, 30 to 40 shots a game. You make the first save, you make the second save, you're not going to stop the third, fourth, fifth rebound, you know, or you make the save and the rebound's sitting there and all your defensemen are playing fucking Benny Hill. Running around, no, no. A, a, a buzzword with this Devils team under uh, John Hines um, passengers. Yeah. Uh, we So far, this is what, 0 3 and 1? We have a bunch of passengers. 
Next on to Florida. We have a chance. Florida has stumbled out of the gate under Georgia under their new coach. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then we were up for one. We were winning. We, yep. we know, we know what happens next. Cause it's a foregone fucking conclusion. We lose that game too. Maybe we just have to find, we have to lose every way possible <laughs> before Wait. we start to win. You are a very good forecaster <laughs> because that's kind of what happened against the Rangers. The, the Ranger game. That's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games into the season. Of, um, this was the Rangers' third game of the year. Fourth. Fourth? Yep. Okay. Um, I have some coworkers who are, who are Ranger fans that are like, what the hell? Like th- three games in the season, everyone's like, you know, halfway through the playoffs. <laughs> and we're just playing our third, fourth game or whatever. So with, listen, it wasn't a perfect game. It wasn't a perfect 60. It wasn't a good 60. Nope. It was, it was decent enough. Decent I'll tell enough. you what was better, the defense. Defense was better? I mean, after the after their first goal where, again, Blackwood makes the save. I was going to say Wedgwood. Blackwood makes the save, and the puck is sitting there. You have, I want to say it was PK and Severson. It was like, Severson, you got one dog looking this way, one dog looking this way, and one guy, and what do you want from me? And the puck was just sitting there. Nobody, like, if you're not going for the puck, you better have somebody tied up. When I coached, that's where, if you're in a defensive zone, and you're standing there by yourself, you're doing something wrong. It's not that hard to say, like, you're it, doing something wrong. It's like what I used to play when I played basketball as a youth. The whole, you know, um, was it, what type of defense was it? Zone. Zone defense. There, there's, 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 what, five spots? Stick to your spot, and if there's somebody that gets in there, you go for them. That's it. That's all you need to do. But big fucking win, first one of the year. Everyone was happy against the fucking Rangers. Okay. That's fine. Uh, penalty kill, power play. They at least showed up. First got our first power play goal of the year. Congratulations. Um, Jack Hughes gets his first assist, point of the year, off of um, Wood's ass yeah. or thigh or, or hamstring, sure he whatever. He landed off of his ass. He tipped it right into his. So now. Did you just say he tipped his ass? He tipped just the tip. Off, just the tip, tip off to of see his, how it feels. Off of his ass. <laughs> Waka waka. <laughs> um, there's a bell for another show. Um, mm. I, look, the even Hall said it, Subban said it, Hines said it. I think Hughes may have said it too. Everybody showed up. There weren't any passengers. No, I agree for the most part. I, I would say Gusev, even though he scored, which was essentially a a breakaway goal. You know, from the the circles in, mm-hmm. he gives the puck away way too much. I I told you in text he, he hope passes. Yes, like the whole if, team does. If it, if it gets through, it's going to be a beautiful pass. But eighty percent of the time, yeah, it's not getting through. And I think for Hughes, since he's learning, and give it what seven games in, you can see there's a progression every game where he's learning. So that's a good good sign for him. Building. Yes. But it's got to be at a point where this whole team has to stop doing the Patrick Elias from the corner passes. Yeah, and and this is plaguing this team. It's got to be stop the, the on the power play. Stop trying to go from again. I'm going to argue this every fucking time I see it. Why is Taylor Hall on the right side, on the left side as a lefty? Why is he not set up for a one timer? 
And every time Hall gets the puck, you can don't even watch what Hall stick or the puck is. Watch his head. He's looking across every time. He's looking whether it's it's Palmieri on the top of the other circle or it's Hughes. He's looking every fucking time for that cross ice pass. So he's telegraphing his next move. And it's not you're you're tr- it's a hope pass. It's it's you can't see, but it would be like me trying to get to that chair over there across the room <laughs> with everything in the way. It's nice in practice when you when you feel, you know, feel out where you're supposed to be and stuff. It's not good in a game. No. And it's and it's plagued this team for years. Be, with, when Heinz got here, before Heinz, it's just it's been here on this organization from I don't know when. The best every year. The best power play we had, not counting, you know, ninety five or two thousand or two thousand three, was Covey on the left side, Parisi on the right side, mm-hmm. Zidlicky at the top, and it was either Covey's gonna we all know Covey's gonna shoot it. We all know Covey's gonna shoot it. We all know and then he would give it to Zidlicky, and Zidlicky would get, give it to Parisi, and he'd either walk in and shoot. Or he'd walk in, draw everybody, and then pass it across when it was open to Kobe for the one-timer. I don't know why we don't do the same thing. Palmieri's a righty. He should be on the left side for the one-timer, and he is most of the time. Hall is a lefty. He should be on the right side, ready for a one-timer. You have the big shot in Vatanen and Subban. PK, But we're setting it up where it's like, oh, all right, you're going to give... Haul the puck, and he's going to walk in and take a wrist shot from a bad angle every time where the goalie is set, and then he misses the net, or it's a rebound that's going past Simmons because Simmons in front trying to screen. The puck is going off of the right pad, left pad of the goalie, and then going out, and everybody's missing the rebound rather than him setting up a one-timer and the goalie having to move and it hitting him and coming back in front right in the middle. I'm not trying to say like I know more than Hines, but I don't get. You better better utilize him if you switched roles. Right, he's a bigger threat as a one timer from the right side than he is walking in from the left, because his options are limited. Uh, that's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps with the news of. Um... Tommy Fitz. Tommy Fitzgerald, who's now 1-0 as a Devils <laughs> assistant head coach slash GM of our AHL team, uh, sitting on the bench, <clears throat> allegedly um, at the request of John Hines, which I don't know if, if it's odd or if it's really just of, I don't I can't see or I can't speak to what is going on. So Well, Doc, if, you know. <laughs> if apparently you can, you being the other set of eyes can come down and just reiterate what I'm saying, it may be heard differently. I don't know. See, and I think I said it to you, and I, yeah. I, I hate to fucking say this. It's somewhere my eyes are burning right now. That Pierre McGuire said it yesterday. P- Pierre and... And I'm, I'm no <laughs> we're fucking over too on who broadcasted the goddamn game last night. Um, good old what's his name? Milberry. Milberry. I couldn't get it out. Pierre and Milberry were spot on. Yeah. For our team, pretty much all night. And he said, you know, like the first thing that Pierre said that made sense was when they br- talked about Tommy Fitzgerald being on the bench. 
you know, oh, he's a great defensive player, blah, blah, blah. But maybe he's just here to, to observe. Which is bad seven games into the season. Not to observe Hines. To observe the, the demeanor, the body language on the bench. Okay. To see what is or who is the issue. And they said that Hines had a, a talk with Subban last, the, before the game saying, like, keep it simple, that you don't need to do it all. You don't need to do too much. Get the puck up, whether it's you skating with it or, or making the pass. You don't have to keep circling back and, and, you know, showboating. Like, just keep it simple. Keep it where you don't have to run out of the way to hit a guy because you're going to run, you're going to hit him, the puck's going to squirt loose, and now it's a two-on-one. Just keep it. Just play defense, and everything will come to you. I think um, in the presser from Hines even said that PK is learning this system about what he needs to do. It hit my ears and I'm like, it just, it just screamed in my ears of being, so you acquired a number one defenseman and you're putting him into a role that he has no clue how to, how to do, or he's just like, the, it's, he, an adjustment. it's the wrong player for the wrong, the right player for the wrong role. Like, I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think the case is he went from being now if we got PK from Montreal. Okay. I would say okay, he was a young player who got he didn't have handcuffs on in Montreal. He could go do go go be PK on and off the ice. But when we got him from Nashville, he came from a system, Laviolette system where PK most of the time was either playing with uh, what's his name? Yossi. Where PK knew Yossi is a number one defenseman. I'm a number one defenseman. So if I fuck up, Yossi's going to be here to be able to, he's going to hold down the fort. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I'm a number one defenseman, PK Subban, and I look and I've got four number four defensemen. Right. Where, all right, maybe Damon Severson or maybe. I don't even know who was he playing with. Butcher? Nope. Butcher was with uh, Tennyson. But, like, he's looking at it like, all right, I've got to do this. And I think that's the problem with all of our players. It's Do you think the, the, hype, the hype got to them that no, I have to no, do more? I think the, I, and I've said this to you. We, we're lacking brains, we're lacking balls, and we're lacking bite. Okay? We're lacking our brains in the sense that we get down a goal, and it didn't happen last night, but all the other games. If we get down a goal, fuck it's... It. Fuck it, we lost. No, it's Taylor Hall going, jump on, I'm going to do it myself. It's Palmieri going, I'm going to do it myself. It's Heischer. It's a team of individuals. Right. Okay. And that's why we lose 7-2 to two to Buffalo, because it's one guy getting the puck, trying to skate it through everybody. And then we're, we're lacking balls in the sense that like nobody plays with ruthless aggression to go to wrestling style or in our defensive zone. Nobody follows through. And if you look at last night, just from like penalties that were called and the reactions of a guy like Hall, especially when his goal got taken away or when he got called for, for a stupid like penalty that wasn't really a penalty after that, uh, after the check he had yeah. right behind the net, which like, shouldn't have been a penalty. And the goal should have been a goal considering yeah. well, I'll, hey, I'll give the I'll give the goal shouldn't shouldn't have. Okay. But still, there was a reaction. 
there was a pissed off reaction, not just like what the not like a what the hell. It was a you just saw there was like fire in his eyes. Yep. You saw after Palmieri scored his power play goal, he just fucking lit up like that was a nice that was a nice goal. That's one of those goals where when you you have it in your brain that that's what I'm gonna do, but when it actually happens, you've got that kind of like fuck yeah, like I did it, mm-hmm. like kind of like when you. It's for another show. Never mind. <laughs> and then you have PK. I swear he. That was a nice little like loft. loft. <laughs> and he got his Good goal. English on it. And then obviously with if if those who didn't watch it right after the game, allegedly our our win song, temporarily hip-hop. on the ice is "Hip Hop Hooray" by uh, Naughty by Nature. For those rap '90s rap folks that are they're from Jer- they're from Newark too. So, you know, in he, him doing his little little shimmy and all that kind of stuff, not the ODB shivel, but shimmy, but his little shimmy, it's like you saw good reactions. You saw them when when you stuff went wrong. You saw the grit. You saw the anger. You saw the whatever. And it was a full team thing. No passengers and everything else. It Look, for it was magnified because it was the Rangers, okay? If we beat the Florida Panthers like that, okay, yeah, fine. I agree. But it was the Rangers, so there was that added part of it. Now, the bigger test... What happens tomorrow, Saturday, against a one a one p.m. game against Vancouver, the uh, Hughes brother game? Hughes are getting <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of people there, and and I mean, it was, Hughes in the cage. I'm trying to think of a wrestling pay per view where yeah. it goes well with Hughes. Uh, AEW will pick one up, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but look, the first week and a half, no, the first two weeks sucked, absolutely oh, yeah. sucked. Nobody predicted there would be one five and two. Right. Well, this this six game homestand. So we are already one and one, or one zero oh and one. Woo! If we don't, if we don't win, we have two games left. I think right. We have oh, there's six games, six game homestand. Oh, so we got more. Sorry. So we've got uh, one, two, we've got four more. But we, we have the we have the Rangers scenario. We had a Saturday game and then a Thursday game. Yeah, we have to go. Four and one, four one and one, to to yeah. kind of get our confidence boost. See, I I don't want to get too excited about last night's win. I don't either because, because I, I think it w- like I used to say to you, uh, it's a cockatiel's goal. Mm-hmm. Like when we would be down four to two, three minutes left. Now four to we, three. Now it's like, four huh, three. Huh? Oh, and we might come back, you know. Nope. And no, it's a cockatiel's goal. It's to get you all excited, and I think that's what this win is because we beat a Ranger team. That is in the same boat as us, or a step or two behind. Or Not either even. Way. Yeah, they're they're, you know, it's they're within arm's reach of us. Right. So, and and I think me as a fan, I was happy yesterday. I was excited. I went to bed. I woke up today, going, okay, you know what? I can look at Twitter again. Yeah. <laughs> well. And then, and then you think of okay, that that was then. There's a game tomorrow. I, it, yesterday is over. Woohoo! You know we beat the Rangers. Big deal. That was that was Thursday. Yeah, you we, have, we have a game Saturday now. And We're, as a coach, as Hines, you have to do that. You have to do that. You have to because you know everybody had a little bit of bounce in their step today in practice. A little little fucking little little, little Kramer walking down the street in a Technicolor jacket. Yes, kind of swagger to them. Uh, but he needed to pop he, their bubble. It, as soon as that's over, like as soon as th- we step on the ice. Hey, you know what? That was great last night. It was good. It shows what happens when we make a commitment in all three areas of the ice. 
Now we have to continue it. We can't live off of thinking that tomorrow is just going to be against Vancouver, that it's just going to be the same. Or, oh, man, Vancouver, really, they're struggling too. We're going to do the same. No, you can't. Like, you would think that these guys are pro athletes. They're adults. Yes. Some of them grown-ass adults like Zajac and stuff who have been there for over a decade. (laughs) It's a cod. But sometimes you have to say it. No, it's true. You, because you, you, it needs to be said. You have to put them. You have to put them. Put the onus on them. Yep. Now, um, I obviously with the, with a very bad stretch, um, the keyboard warriors and and the and, and you know uh, people who cover the hockey and this and that um, start asking the questions of of Heinz about job security and this and that. Um, so I want to get your opinion on when Shiro, who finally spoke on on the topic. Um, probably along with the fact of um, uh, what's his name coming down to be an assistant coach, they said, "Do you want to give your co- your your head coach, you know, a, a, a nod of approval?" And he basically turned around and says, "I don't believe in that shit." Not, no, those I exa- hear those I'm, exact words. I just, did he say, yeah. "I don't believe in that"? Or maybe he said, "I don't believe in that bullshit." But he what he wanted was the team to show him a vote of confidence that I was right to put all of you together on this team to win. Uh, I want to get your you're, I mean, if you were a head coach and you heard that, like, what do you think? I think my job's still on the heat. In jeopardy? Yeah. If I'm the coach and I hear the GM saying, like, oh, I believe in the coach, blah, blah, blah. You know, I came to see if, well, you're not going to be able to trade all the players. And especially if your player, let's say it's Hughes, who is a problem, or PK is a problem, or Hall is a problem. What are you going to do? It's game seven. You can't. Uh... Right now, everybody's either their roster is full or their cap is full. What are you going to do? Like if I'm Heinz and I, after the game, I'm going back into the coach's office with Nazardine and, and Greer, who's now upstairs. And who's the other guy? Kowalski. Mm-hmm. Like I jokingly will look around and go, it's going to suck to pack up this office in a couple of days. Like, I would say it to them. I wouldn't say it to the, the, right. the guys. But, like, he's got to think it, especially with, with Fitzgerald coming down. I th- And I think that's true is he gave the presser for the Panthers' loss. He sounded. Like, on the other games, it's one of those, like, like we, we lost big, and they're like, well, what do you think about how Hughes played today? And, like, his answer was basically, like, I don't give a shit. I'm talking about the team. I don't care about players. Like, he was pissed, Right. After the Panthers game, it was like he was depressed. He was sad. Like, uh, like I heard it, and I'm like, did he just have a talk with Shiro that he knows he's done after this this press conference? No, like, because maybe at that point, at the end of the, the Panther game, Shiro was like, all right, look, we're going to have Tommy come down, practice with you tomorrow. He's going to be on the bench. Say we're it's your s- choice. We're going to say it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you, you got to go like, oh, fuck. It's kind of like when... When you were a kid and you were in class, and it's like, um, Rob, the uh, the principal wants to talk to you, and you're you, like, you get that, yeah, yeah, that feeling in your gut, like, going, oh shit, Uh-oh. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what happened? Like, like what, what, I, I what did they, I do? What, 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 what Is it I called that kid an asshole and hit him with a dodgeball? <laughs> you, what you really need to do is have fucking Yarmer Yager come in shirtless and oh, go, geez. what the fuck, guys? <laughs> come on, like, like, what you gonna do when the Yager machine? <laughs> The Jaegermeister. <laughs> Dude, I got I to say, 
the fucking guy's ripped. I text my friend who is two years younger than Yager, and I said, you wish you looked like this. I wish I looked like that. I fucking wish I looked like him. If I looked like him, I'd walk around without a shirt. I'm mad enough to say he's fucking hot. But again, you're getting paid to eat right. You're getting paid to <laughs> by your by, by your you're trainer. Get, you're getting well. Yager himself is being paid by his left hand. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, here you go, son. Here you go. Well, thank you, sir. Like, <laughs> money just exchanges hands. He's you, the, you have he's to the think owner like, and GM. Yeah, you have to think like, <laughs> okay, I go to practice for an hour a day. I go to the gym every day for free. For two hours, yeah. and then I go play a game that's physically strenuous that's going to keep me in shape. I mean, I was in relatively, I was in good shape. You chiseled like a 47-year-old no, younger? No. I was chiseled <laughs> like that. I wouldn't say I was chiseled, but I was I was in good, I had, where you could see abs. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just a keg. <laughs> Until <laughs> my junior year of college. And I'm not saying I got fat, but I, I just was like, so you say, I know I'm going to play. So you, are you saying you, you went the whole Chris Jericho? <laughs> yeah. I went from looking like Jericho in Raw in, in Nitro <laughs> to looking like Chris Jericho, Jericho in AEW. In AEW. From, from junior year of high school to the end of my senior year in college playing. He's uh, just a quick note. Jer- Jericho is like about four, five, six months away from being the t-shirt wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the I should st- be drinking a little less of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> Our champions are health fat ass. Be eating a little more of the salad. <laughs> and I shouldn't talk. There we go. So let's talk a little bit of happiness. News broke that potentially they were moving forward towards the deal. And before the show started, boom, seven year, seven and a quarter Million average. Million. Million. Nico Heischer, back with the Devils. Seven years. Folks, this is not your Lou Lamarillo. Um, uh, who is our older owner? Um, John McMullen. No, the middle guy, the one that screwed over Parisi. James Vanderbeek. Yeah, this is not your Lou <laughs> Lamarillo. James Vanderbeek uh, Devils here. Um, homegrown or being resigned? Well, I'll tell you what. Did you see the breakdown of his salary? Yeah, it's like seven seven two two four. Like he it's... gets like he gets three million signing bonus. I'm assuming next year. Okay, and a four million dollar salary. Then he gets the rest of it is just straight salary, no signing bonuses. It's seven two five. Then it goes to four five. Then it goes to seven seven five seven seven five eight eight five, which is awesome. For him, yeah, because he ain't, no, he ain't got no cha-ching coming in his bank I account. would have, if you're, we're looking at the same amount, so 50 times 7, it comes out to, like we said, what, 7, seven and a quarter. 7 and a quarter. I would have given him 5 as a signing bonus. This I would have went backwards. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Right. And then I would have made his salary the same. So it would have been $5 million this year. So, signing bonus, two point two five salary. Mm-hmm. Then four million, three point. Mm-hmm. I would have went both ways. Would oh, you? Yeah. <coughs> Ambidextrous. So, oh, so Nico's back in the fold. What does this do for Hall? I don't know. I like to be perhaps a little bit of the optimist, saying, "Okay, we'll talk about what 
what we could get for Hall because there are rumors that if you listen to Thirty One Thoughts, him going, him just, us trading him back to Edmonton. I just don't. I don't. Not that I don't want, want to believe. I just don't believe that rumor that you're seven or eight games into the season, right? And there's already rumors that we're trading him. That there's talk about it. There's, you're right, and it's, I, I, it's to me, it's like too early. Look, if we're this way come December, literally, I will go to the arena at one of those games. I will try to get down to the locker room, and I'll, I'll shake <laughs> yeah. his. I will shake his hand and go, "Man, it was nice watching you play for these past couple of years. Good luck wherever you're going." And I'd walk out. Yeah, and I would say, and I would hope the whole team would see me because you know what? I would have given up on him by then because I know he's gone. Yep. Seven games into a season, if this. But see, you're thinking like a fan. That's the you're thinking hockey side. You're not thinking business side. Right. He's not making. He's look. If he gets ten million, he's not making ten million here in the tri-state area. He's just going to get taxed to fuck. And not just that. Like we can't risk a Parisi again. Oh, absolutely. You, not. And it's not going to happen because it's not Lou. It's it's going to be. I would say once we get to that. The beginning of February, if we're not close within enough. arm's reach of the playoffs, meaning like three points, mm-hmm. it's going to be. You turn to him and go, what, what do you want? Ray wants to see you upstairs. And it's going to be, look, here's our final offer yep. for you. Okay. I don't want to force you. I know it's the season. I know we're focused on the goal. Yeah. But. From a team perspective and a business perspective, I need this to, is what I need to do. Yeah. And and honestly, I would think that Shiro and Hall are pretty much on the same page with regards to that. And we'll talk about next week. Who I'll, I'll, What do you think? Five teams? Four teams? To go to? Where we could, and I'll pick like three or four guys from each team that I think, if we're just trading Hall, not anybody else. Okay, so Hall. Not a one-for-one one either. Okay. Um. Look, he's okay. Preview, he ain't going to Ottawa. Well, that's perfect. Because well, you, we you, could send them to Ottawa. Right. He's well, not going to really have a fucking choice where we send no, them. No, but on what you get back, I doubt it. But anyway, so we've culminated these games. We finally won one. We created this prep list before the Ranger win, <clears throat> but it still holds. It's still legit. Um. Is Heinz the problem? Yes. Is, is is the Sorry, first question? Can I say that quickly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think I got the word Heinz out. <clears throat> um, I, what what not angers me, but the the light is just shown really bright on this at this point. Is his consistently changing lines? Absolutely. Um, that game one, it happened. We were up for nothing, and then he changes lines. That I don't understand. I don't mind changing lines. Like we saw it last night, and I said to you, you know, I texted you and said like. Has Gusev been playing? Because after the first period, like even Pierre was like, and Milbury were like, he's just giving the puck away. Like he's just making blind behind the back, you know, do you passes. Think he, do you think he was trying to do too much? No, I just Like think, against the Rangers or is it just that was his his? I think that's him. Game. I think when you watch the game tomorrow, he's got an open shot. Like yesterday, I want to say it was halfway through the third period. He was in the top of the slot, top of the circles. He had a shot clean to the net, and he passed it off. Like, you're just, and when I talk about it, and we kind of talk about it next, like the brains, like, we're a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. And you're not going to score a goal if you have a clear shot of the net 
and you pass it to the left or the right. It's, I think it's, it's the same thing. Line changes. It's the pass first mentality. It's the every, everything that, that we've seen under a Heinz regime every year, same players, different players, different line combination. It's, it's, it's all the same um, mental mistakes. It's stupid mistakes that that have plagued. It's the blind passes, and that he he holds younger players or rookies accountable for, but not PK, not Hall, not Palmieri. You know, like we said in the first couple of games that like Hughes was trying to do too much. He was yes. trying to make passes that he's not he's not ready for, and he only played like I think in the first game. 14 minutes something something close and it, it was eight minutes after two periods and you could see him like he's he's pulling the reins back on him but how come you're not doing that to pk when he's trying to skate through everybody or he keeps like a fat guy in in hockey on nintendo <laughs> holding the stick back and it's getting poked like hold him just as the same accountable right. and it's always been that way and DeBoer was the same way yeah, he the kept whole all, Larson, the whole, the whole Larson. Larson thing. Yeah. It wasn't until Larson got paired with Green that Larson felt like, like I could breathe, like I could play like me. Um, so in general, is Heinz the problem? I'm going to say yes, just because I'm, I'll say yes in the fact of, of his whole tenure here. I uh, don't think he's the, the problem, problem no. but he is a <clears throat> piece of the pie problem. Yes. Um, defensively uh, we we've beat this one like a dead horse neither of us like nazardine nope the whole time he's been here i would expect your first year of going okay this is the system he wants to implement or whatnot okay years two maybe the the second half of two is when you're supposed to see progress three four five and six you're you're getting better they plateaued like after a year right they plateaued after the year we went to the playoffs i don't see you know, like like Severson should not be slumping like this at the beginning of a season every season, right? Um, he shouldn't be making the same mistakes of I'm not look- chasing somebody. I'm not looking at a person like Green saying he's going to get better. I just because he's just old enough that it's not not really going to work. Sammy Vontanen maybe like little things you know would would, would work. And I have PK involved and our, our bottom two defensemen. I, I don't know. To me, they're bottom seven choices. I thought Tennyson was fine. Tennyson is a breath of fresh air. I think Tennyson is... He's not the worst defenseman we've put out there. But apparently there he's is better than... Mark Fane. Who's still available, right? He got yeah. cut by Edmonton. Yeah, so. he got cut from Edmonton three years ago. Yeah, so he's still out there. He's out there fucking... Or, or, or people are saying... soup. Or, or people are saying, hey, Butcher's got hurt. Hey, let's go sign Dion Phaneuf. And when I first read that, the first thought in my mind is, yeah, because there's just everybody's clamoring to sign Dion for enough. Yeah, I know. He's on everybody's PTO. So. Although I wouldn't mind, you know, a nice Lindsey Vaughn, Elijah Cuthbert kind of. <laughs> you're, go- you're going the NJD.TV after hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the M&M seat. I want to sit between those two. The C&V seat. Oh, boy. <laughs> So what is the problem with this team? Uh, is, I, it, is it is it chemistry? Is I think it? this well with the solution mm-hmm. for Hines. Who is it that I read? Brooks 
Larry Brooks. Uh, not that I trust said, him, but but he said like Scott Stevens is on speed dial. See now, I I, I kind of threw this out there and nobody really responded in in the Twitterverse, but it's like whenever we go through a rut, right? Our first thing is Scott Stevens, whether it's head coach, defense, something. It's Scott Stevens. It's Scott Stevens. It's Scott Stevens. Has does anybody know why? There's not a comeback of yay, nay, or indifference. It's just crickets. What, like what? Because you don't want to have to fire John McClain again. You know, like you don't want to have to fire a guy that's a legend on your team. Or is it because he interviewed for the head coaching thing and Shiro just said, "Uh uh-uh? Well, you, you think of it like wrestling. What's best for business? If that's the case, so let's say we shit the bed on this fucking season, on this homestand. Sure. And you're Ray Shearer, and you pick up the phone, and you call Scott Stevens, and you go, okay, I was wrong. Okay? I'm, I'm man enough to admit I will go out into the papers and say that while Hines did an admirable job, it's good to have Scott back where he belongs. Yeah, a good PR? A good- it, it, would, it would help PR-wise, but it, it would also give the fans a real boost like almost like oh man we can't believe we fucking fired our coach after you know 11 games into the season it would be like it would that wouldn't be the conversation the conversation would be i can't wait to see what scott stevens does and tells these guys you know teaches them the larry robinson way to play defense a, a almost a jacques lemaire two of i just don't want his first press conference to be these guys are lazy these guys are fat and out of shape <laughs> best press conference never yeah he's gonna say something along the lines and i would love if he brought if it was him and oats i would love for him to come out and say look we've been playing a style that we're not built for you're gonna bring back the old school we're gonna bring back a style that's modern but at the same time stable if he said those words where it's we're gonna play upbeat but we're gonna play stable we're gonna have stability in all three zones which has been lacking which it has been yes it has. there's people flying through our neutral zone there's people cycling and, and going crazy like i remember that the late 90s 2000 devils were like teams didn't get if they got into our zone they didn't stay <laughs> there was no cycling there was no like ah oh, shit man like we're stuck in the zone again miles woods on there and he's just running around that's what i would want and what would moving on to the next segment, like what's wrong with our team? I think there's a chunk of the devils that are mentally, and I'm not saying this as an insult, retarded. In the sense of you watch the plays that they're making and you go, What the fuck are you thinking? Is it almost like I mean, my more background is in baseball where you have to you know, be, like, you know, you come up to the plate, you go in the field, there's two asses gone first, balls hit to you, whatever. What do you do? Like, you plan ahead for certain situations. Is that the same as in, like, it's, if it's, hockey? It's hard for certain positions. Like, when you're on offense, like, if I'm Miles Wood, all I think about when I'm, like, if I have, if I get the puck, I'm just going to chip the new boards and fucking skate past everybody. I'm going to try to chip it around them where my speed going forward is way better than their speed going backwards. And I'll give him a little bit of credit. The first six games, he he was almost like flying off the handle. Everything. Penalties, 
flying on the boards, whatever. Well, that also the, goes with the mentality. The Ranger game last night? Pull the reins back a little bit. A little bit. Still took a penalty. <laughs> okay, he, he gets one a game, okay? <laughs> He's good for one bad penalty a game. I don't care if he, he takes penalties. The one I'm pissed at is Blake Coleman keeps taking penalties. And he's a guy that can't take penalties. Because he's on PK. But if everybody on that team had the fucking gonads that that Coleman has every game, sans stupid penalties, we'd be in a much better position. It if, seems like he is the one that comes and shows up every game. If everyone, and Rooney, <clears throat> Rooney last night, if everybody plays with the hunger that Rooney had mm-hmm. last night and Hayden, yeah. those that line should stay together. Our bottom three, our bottom six yesterday were what basically won us that game. Whether it was blo- yeah, getting the puck out, blocking shots. I don't pay attention to what I don't read. Nobody said that the, the, the bottom six. Somebody asked him about the, the, that fourth line, and then he he retorted back to the reporter. If you actually look at what happened last night in the game and everything else, were they really a fourth line? Like that that yeah. was his that was his thing, and then, and then he basically said the same thing that you did that they won the game for us. Yeah, absolutely. In all, in in the defensive zone, on the penalty kill, it, it's we make it's just we make so many dumb plays. Do you think that this win, not alone, but this win, like like that they uh, like what happened with Steve Young in the NFL when he when he won his first Super Bowl, he took that monkey off his back kind of thing. Do you think this gives him a little bit a, a breather to go? Okay, nope. Now we can get down to business kind of thing. Nope. You need a couple wins in a row for that to happen? I need to see, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, tomorrow. How you play. When Vancouver scores, whenever they score, whether Mm -hmm. we're up 4-1, 1-0, doesn't matter. I want to see the body language on the bench. Who's going to be the guy that their head drops? Or they... Your because negative reactions. That's that's the guy I want to get rid of. Or that's the guy that's going to sit at the end of the bench and we're going to have a nice long conversation in between the periods. But I just feel that our when it comes to our team, like PK Subban, not PK Simmons, the Wayne Train. Like I remember when he played against us. He was such a fucking asshole. He followed through with his hits. He was in front of the net digging, poking the goalie, whatever. Where is that? It, I, it's, it's weird to say, but he needs to find what his role is on this team. That's his role. <laughs> that's why we signed you. Know. And if you don't start it, that's why you're not playing that way. That's why we're going to get rid of you. Because yep. it's a one-year deal. Another thing that somebody brought up is that Maybe the Devils need somebody like a Brian Boyle back on the team to give that. Nope. That little, what we expect out of Wayne Simmons. Nope. On the fourth line. Nope. Okay. No, why? Why? Who do you take out of the lineup? I'm not taking Rooney out. Who are you taking out of that lineup? And then you know what you're basically doing? By having Boyle come, mm-hmm. you might as well put him, see if you can get a two for one deal to Sweden. Because you're you're sending Boquist back to Sweden, he can still go back. Yeah, hmm. that's another question. Why isn't he playing? I mean, yeah, Devils Twitter is blowing up about it. Why free free Boquist? Why isn't he playing? Because he needs to play top six minutes to be effective. He needs to play power play time. He needs to play 
with skilled guys to be effective. And if you put him with Zajac and Coleman, I'm not saying those guys aren't skilled, but they're not Hall, Hughes. Playmakers. Brett skilled. He needs to play with playmakers to be effective. And if you put him on those lines where he's getting 13 minutes, you're not using a skill set. You're not using his skill set, and he's pointless. I guarantee the first guy that gets hurt on those top two lines, Boquist is there. And hopefully at some point, if it's long-term, you get Gusev up there too, just because of his I wouldn't be surprised if Gusev sits tomorrow. Give him a game off just to... Take a game off. Watch. Watch what people do. You're not seeing toe drags. You're not seeing guys throw blind passes behind their back. You're not seeing someone trying to make a 60-foot saucer pass. Apparently, somebody, one of his old coaches, called our coaching staff a bunch of morons because they're not effectively using him the right way. They're like, what, you know, you signed Goose. Do you you not know why you signed him? You're putting him on the fourth line. (laughs) You're paying a guy $4 million to be on the fourth line. He's playing with Brat and and Zaka's played really well. Another bright spot. You would think that you were looking for, is Zaka going to show up in the first seven games? There's at least a light on the, he has shown up. Maybe the light is, is warm. Like those, you know, the new lights, new fla- the new light bulbs that come out that take a little time to, to wow. illuminate. To warm up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's Paul's Not Zaka the light bulbs in this room with the mood lighting. Hey. Chuckle waka. <laughs> All right, we got to move on because I'm pretty sure we've just spent an hour talking about the Oh, bubbles. yeah. A good 45 minutes. Hey, but hey, we're happy, right? No. <laughs> we're not. We won one fucking game. If this was a football season, we'd already be out of the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? All right, we're going to we, finish our team previews. We're, we're not we, finishing them next week. We'll hey, finish them. we knew who we thought they were. All right, yeah. let's go. Team previews. Florida Panthers. Uh, I put them as any Avenger movie <laughs> where it's all hype. It's all CGI. It's all continuous story that is repeated every movie. This team is on the verge of being great. And then... Meanwhile, you just signed superstars. You just have a new head coach who's implementing a whole new system. You're just adding a new guy. Oh, wow, look, it's Thor's brother, Joe. You know, like, I've never seen the Avenger movies. Is there a Joe? I don't know. (laughs) But you're just adding. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You've added the galaxy guys to it. Like, you're just adding new people to a story, that, and you hope it really works. I think any new coach that you put in, any team, it doesn't matter if it's Quinville or Gretzky or John Hines. Your first like half of the season is just you have to get used to it. Yeah, I, your if, first season is if you lose, oh well. It's you have to get used to their system. It's not even getting used to the system. It's that first season you're reading the players. Yeah, who who fits who, in from the previous regime fits my system. Right, and who re, how do they react? Um, I don't have much faith in Bob. He's won one playoff series his whole life. Hey, look, when you're making ten million a year, good luck <laughs> to you. Shit. It's not exactly <laughs> earth shattering there. Thanos, he's the bad guy, right? I guess yeah. I, I think know. he's the purple one. Is the dude with the fucking power glove. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a Batman guy. Uh Philly. Next next week we'll have the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders. Mm-hmm. I believe Nashville. Um It's a Wonderful Life, the great Christmas movie, which I know you've probably seen. Yes. Oh, Jeremy Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. No, no. No. 
the holiday special that shows up when you think you fucking running running in the snow. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's right. Every time bell ring, angel gets his way. <laughs> but it's you think you're leading a pointless life, <laughs> uh, and then you have to like sit back and look at the big picture. That's a Flyers fans. Hey, like look- they felt like they've had no life. <laughs> but sometimes you need to take a step back and realize what you're building. They have a great young defenseman. Don't, they have a couple of them. They have a couple of. They have a really good goalie who just needs to mature. You know, they he have played on his fucking head against us on for a couple saves, yeah. but. You know, they have youngish forwards, your Konechny and, and Couturier and stuff. Maybe these flies, maybe, maybe these flies have got their wings. <laughs> no. no. Los Angeles Kings. Did you ever see Silver Lining Playbook? No, sir. The Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Bradley Cooper? Nay. All right, so to give you a breakdown of the movie. Break it down. Bradley Cooper's a teacher. Mm-hmm. He goes crazy, comes home, finds his wife cheating on him. Mm-hmm. He then proceeds to beat the shit out of the guy, and he has to go to a mental institution, okay. and everybody thinks he's crazy when yes. he comes home. That's the L.A. Kings front office. <laughs> that they beat the shit out of everybody. They went Now they're going away, but they still think that they're not crazy. That they still think they're not in a rebuild. And they are, they're in a re, you're in a rebuild. And your rebuild doesn't start with Kovey. <laughs> Who's already, there's word saying that look, by like either end of this month or middle of next month or whatever, like his, his signing bonus is already paid for the, for the season or whatever. So all you're left with is like a pretty like, like yeah, $2 who's, million dollar salary. Who's so going to take him? They were saying somebody maybe in Boston. Yeah, nope. Maybe in uh, Montreal, maybe. No. They're, cra- they're crazy if they think they're a playoff team. They need to realize they're crazy for thinking that they are, and they need to find something to start new because they're an old team. They are. They are, and they don't have too many young parts where you're going, I'm excited about that. And it is, and I've heard a lot of people say this too, that it is the the prototypical thing of all their contracts now are a congratulations, you won me two cups years ago. Yep. And instead of being proactive and saying, you won the cup, here's a little, you know, here's here's a shekel. Let's let's get some more, and you get some more. Yeah, I agree. Atatoa, final destination, mm. where everybody dies. <laughs> is that where you? Is that where you go to have a hockey yeah, death? That's the final destination. Uh, Ottawa, Ottawa, you Ottawa. Go to that's Ottawa and... Kobe, Final destination. Uh, a movie where every turn leads to death. That's the Senators. Every move they make seems to be a notch in the bedpost of embarrassment. It's like the walk of shame. And if, Owners and embarrassment check. <laughs> Team basically is a minor league team. Check. I say this and we're going to get fucking smoked by them. The fans hate their owner. Check. It's it's And you thought the there were jerks in Carolina last year. Yeah. Well, those jerks are doing pretty well this year. Their final destination is going to be Quebec City. They need to move. This it, team, it, 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 I mean, Ottawa is a, gr- a great hockey city. Right. But the rink isn't in Ottawa and their owner is a fucking... Fucking jerk. Minnesota. Man, this is the most depressing previews ever. <laughs> Every team sucks except for Philly. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for Philly having to sit here, but Minnesota is the movie Misery. Yeah. Have you seen I, Stephen King? Yeah. James Kahn. 
uh, the, what's her name? The it's the Kathy Bates. Yes, yeah. This team's miserable. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but when you have players chirping at the fucking head coach saying you have to do better, and then saying us as players we have to do better, you called out your coach after seven games. Well, their coach made a great statement. I forget what it was. Something about like something about like the food's gonna be better. <laughs> You know, like he said something like, oh, you know, how does it feel, you know, to be away from the arena? Or you're going to, you know, you're going to be in Philly or whatever. You know, what are you looking forward to? And he was like, the food. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll look it up oh when we're going through this. But uh, God. they're old. They have a lot of big money contracts. They're just blah. Okay. Like blah is the best word. Nostalgic like, wise, I would take Parisi. I know you don't want it. Nostalgically, maybe, but nope. Not for the money he's making. And not for his back. And and for the amount of years. Yeah, what are we going to get him? He's going to play one season and then be like, I'm going to retire. My back hurts. I'm going to go to Russia. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it feels. Someone needs to hit this team over the fucking ankles <laughs> with a sledgehammer. That's well, the big scene from the movie. Yeah. I, I, well, I, Garen's, I'm sure. He's got a lot of work in front of yeah. him. Yeah. But that's a team that's... It sucks miserable. because it's, it's miserable, but they're in a great hockey market yeah. where I think the fans would truly and deeply embrace a re, a retool. their rebuild, like a rebuild from the ground up. Like a Detroit? Like the Rangers did, where it's like, hey, look, season ticket holders, we're going to suck for like the next two years, but we're going to build it up. I still don't, I, that was just, you were so close to the fucking playoffs and you blew it up. Oh. Hey, it got them. Whatever. Kako. Oh, my God. Fucking Ranger fans are worse than we are. My God. So, some news and notes. Yeah. Mika's a Jinnabad. Another hat trick. He's good. His, his middle name is Hat Trick. Yeah, he's good. He's got. He reminds me of a way better Nikolai Zherdev mm -hmm. with the way he handles everything. The puck looks so smooth. You don't know if he's going to pass or shoot the one that's on his stick. I've looked at the curve on his stick. Have you? Uh, yeah, it goes a little to the left. He's righty. But uh, it looks like a cup at the end of it. Like, wow. It's, so that, it's, that, it, that wrister's yeah. got to come at you. Like, Well, he probably uses a like a 75 flex where that stick is just a whip. I think somebody posted something that like five of like the former Ottawa uh, Senator players lead their new teams in goals. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Pens lose Malkin and Nick Bustead Oof. for an extended period of time. Malkin will probably be back right before Christmas, maybe even Thanksgiving ish. This is kind of where you figure out where the Pens are and yep. how quickly or how in the future they have to start their rebuild. I am never going to count out Sidney Crosby. No, why should we? Because I'm, as I'm much just as, a good player. You know, as I just much as get you... out there and you know, play a game. You know, yeah, we're down, but uh, we're going to really try to get out there and just win the game. Thanks, Pierre. <laughs> that was Sidney Crosby from Cole Harbor. He just is such a great player. You know, teams that... <laughs> Oh, and then there's Batman. <laughs> Not yet. No. Mike Babcock <laughs> is Cat. blocking the Spezza in Toronto. <laughs> Did you like how I wrote that? Yeah. 
Babcock blocking of Spez in Toronto. You got a veteran signed a one-year deal. A respected veteran. Yeah, and you're giving him fourth line slash healthy scratch minutes. It's not, that's not right. Spez is probably sitting there going, like, everybody has said that Babcock's an asshole. Yes. And he's just adding fucking evidence to the case against him. Patrick Marlowe, who Doug Wilson earlier in the summer said, um, yeah, we're going to have to move on from Patrick Marlowe. Well, <laughs> he signed with the San Jose Sharks. And they struggled a little bit, and boom. Now they're winning. Uh, we're going to come back to this story. Yep. Uh, Drew Doughty and Keith Kachuk, one of the great rivalries going on right now. I was watching this game when I was down south. Did uh, did he give the DX crotch chop in a suck it? <laughs> Who? uh uh, Dowdy, <laughs> he scored the overtime goal and went to the corner where their fans are and said, "Suck my dick." And the guy, you could see the fans giving the finger, and you just, you can, you don't have to be a mouth, a lip yes. reader. You could just hear him. He went, "Suck my dick," and the fans were booing and giving him the finger, and he was just saying, "Fuck you all, fuck you all." <laughs> but this is what hockey needs. The Dowdy Kachuk Matthew Kachuk kind of rivalry where they talk shit to each other on the pre- like Dowdy came out a couple of years ago and he's like I don't like the way he plays he runs his mouth like he's won something he's never won anything you know he doesn't show respect and like Kachuk comes back and says like why would I respect him he's on the other team <laughs> and then Dowdy comes back and is like I would never talk to him or be friends with him away from hot like <laughs> outside of hockey blah 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 like. You have that. You have Evander Kane and Ryan Reeves. Dude, if if the end of their NHL careers occurs tomorrow and Vince McMahon basically says... Why not? He's signing every other fucking piece of shit. We will talk about that later. Why don't you guys continue your beef here in the... Uh... No, because they would really fight. <laughs> might as well just go to UFC. <laughs> I don't know. So who has the better feud? I don't know. If you have a suck my dick yeah. versus... But we haven't had that in hockey since Detroit, Colorado. Besides Ryan Reeves saying, oh, it's a shame that he's been suspended. No. <laughs> I mean, he got taken down by a ref. He maybe, maybe he needs to get a little stronger. It's kind of weak. I just, wow, the shit talking that's happening on the West Coast. But it's done respectfully. It's not like when Sean Avery was like the sloppy seconds thing. Yeah. Like it's true. done like kind of like a poking the bear. It's not done to... Speaking of East Coast, West Coast, we'll talk about our podcast downloads. There's an East Coast, West Coast rivalry going on here. Oh, yeah. A lot of it isn't here in the tri-state area, but there's there's like a West Coast, like Cali and, and Oregon versus like the East, like New York and Jersey and PA. I like it. It's going to be a Tupac and Biggie thing going on <laughs> in this fucking podcast. I'm East Coast for life. <laughs> Fuck death row. <laughs> I watched Notorious the other day. Did you? Well, you all can't see me <laughs> saying death row. <laughs> That's for another. Fuck Dr. Dre. That's another podcast. Uh, uh, let's see. The stars in the wild. Coaches. Yeah. I wouldn't say the stars are. They just need to get their chemistry going. A lot of new faces there. I think the wild between injuries, the fact that Zucker basically calls out his head coach like that. I think I don't think Bruce Boudreaux, Boudreaux is a good coach, to be honest with you. Well, he, everywhere he's gone, it's been like almost like a short stint. Yeah. The Ducks, the Wild, probably. I'd say the first coach to get shit canned would be him. I agree. If because, it's not Hines, it's him. Because the the fact that a player will go 
this isn't normal like NHL player talk. You 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 pump up going, you know what? We just need to be better, and we're going to get through this. And and this. you don't go out and say the coach needs to be better, the players need to be better. You call out your coach. That's just like Bill Guerin's like, oh fuck, can't fire the whole team. Oh, yeah. Well. So a study came out about yes. concussions. This is no brainer, by the way. <laughs> Um, no pun intended on that. Literally, there was no pun intended. Uh, data shows that the highest concussion rates for these are, I'm assuming, high school athletes. Yes. Uh, football leading the way at 10.4 concussions per every 10,000. Girls soccer, all those head, all those balls to the head. Um, mm-hmm. 8.19 per 10,000. And hockey. All those head balls that you have to go to. Mm-hmm. You're fucking knocking noggins like yeah. all the time. There was a real sports on HBO a couple of years ago where they were talking about girls having to wear helmets. Like those little uh, uh, padded ones. Padded ones, yeah. yeah. Not And not because of the ball hitting them. No, they're heads. It's head-to-head contact. I, I've seen uh, European soccer, because MLS is a little bit lighter, at least in my opinion. I'm not really going to go into that conversation on that stuff. But European, like, head, balls go up, and you're going for a header? It's like, it's like the WWE, except you just move your thumb away and you really hit him in the fucking head. Yeah. Well, in high school hockey, there's a ton of concussions. We're kind of taught to spot them. Like, if you think somebody got hit, sit them. Don't. Even if they say they're fine. Yeah, sit them. Sit them a while. And let them get there. And even in the NHL, they have those spotters. I mean, it's bullshit, but they have those spotters. Um I don't see a way of preventing it, especially in high school sports. Way too much, at least for football and hockey, way too much testosterone. Too many kids that don't know how to play the game. Too many kids that are looking for their YouTube clip, Twitter clip. And I still think, even after all these years of playing sports, it's when you keep pushing that quote-unquote role model of a professional sports team like you look at the nfl you look at any sport actually even hockey included look at it 10 years ago and then fast forward the game is getting faster right the athletes are getting stronger and this is like a blanket sports thing right even for baseball you have a guy throwing a pitch at 100 miles an hour towards the plate hitting it head on straight back is what like two times so it's coming at you 100, but it's coming back at the pitcher 200, at 200. And that's what a wooden bat. And then you look at high school sports with aluminum, aluminum bats. bats. Uh, hockey, you, kids are faster, skating, you know, whatever. Football, harder hitting. It's, it, the, and the, there's no way to prevent it. The moment somebody says anything remotely close to a yes, that the sport and concussions are tied together, the league is done. Any league is done. Well, what about boxing? I mean, <clears throat> boxing had that guy, what's his name? Patrick something died After last week. Pump, he got knocked out. He got knocked out cold. They immediately, when he was knocked out and the match was over, he was taken out on a stretcher on the way to the hospital. He started uh seizure. Se- Se- seizing. Seizuring. <laughs> Sounds like a, lesbian move um (laughs) and slipped into a coma and fucking died like four days later 
that that's just crazy. It 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 is. It it's gonna take for professional sports, like an Owen Hart thing. Yeah, it's gonna take someone dying. Yeah, before in play, either league opens it up, and I. I don't want it to be hockey, but it's a fucking neck and neck race between hockey and football. football. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I really do agree. It's, I mean, it could be baseball, but with the like you said, like the the pitch coming back and nailing yeah. the pitcher or something like that. Yeah. But I cringe every time I see one of those off the head guy hits a ball. I I going back to my days in high school. I know it's all off topic. Batting practice, baseball. Our head coach, junior year. I was on the varsity team from batting practice. I hit one straight back up the middle. I popped him in the shoulder. And he was throwing through the, through the little L cage. I nailed him right in the shoulder. Dude went down like a sack of potatoes. I will never forget that. And that was me as a sophomore or junior with flab and barely muscle. <clears throat> Speaking of flab. Um, what? Former NHL enforcer Donald Brashear is working at Tim Hortons mm-hmm. in Quebec City after losing his money due to his drug addiction and yeah. legal issues. This came out like some reporter went digging for it. Yeah. And you know what I have to say to that? I mean, we're talking about it to yes. the dozens of people that listen to us on the West Coast, apparently for life. Um, <laughs> but why is this an issue? Somebody mentioned that people, not us, are talking about it for the wrong reasons. Right. It's because he is trying to get himself back up and running, straight and narrow, get past his addictions and his and his debt and everything else. It, it, hey, it's like work release. It's it's good for Donald Brashear. Yeah. For I don't want to say not having shame, because that's the wrong way of putting it, but. Putting himself out there? for Not even putting himself out there, but for having the balls. To do something like this? To do something like this instead of looking for a handout. You know, like, fuck it. Like, look, we're doing something stupid like going to UFC or mm-hmm. or fighting or playing in some minor league where he's fighting. I mean, if he truly is doing this to, to get over, better. to yeah. make himself better and get over his addiction... More power to you. If he's doing this because he's got the crazy munchies and you get to eat free in Tim Hortons. <laughs> crazy munchies. So be it. But I always like Donald Brashear. Um, his lawsuits and everything. I, I don't know if I would have went that way mm-hmm. when he sued Marty McSorley and all that stuff and pressed the charges. I don't know if I would have done that. But good. there's always a lawyer that'll fucking chase the ambulance. I would say good. For Donald Brashear. Yeah. If, if you want to take the high road and get yourself better. Swallow co- your pride. Kudos to you. Yep. He's thinking outside the box. He goes, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to cheat it. I'm not going to do this or that. I'm just going to get your minimum wage and work your way back. Good. Good for him. Now on to wrestling. <laughs> hey, Vince, if you need to hire somebody, why don't you go for Donald Brashear? Make him a New Day member. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, since we haven't been around in a while, uh, the Hell in the Cell results, which apparently was a flaming dumpster into a tornado of shit. Um, the day of, they were like, or whatever, a couple of days before, there were like four matches on the card. Four. By the time that the day of... 
they filled it out to like 10. And they were bullshit. No story buildup ones. Terrible. And it led to a stopping the match in a no DQ match in the main event. I, I don't. I, I don't get it. But um, the next, what was it? Well, it was the SmackDown night. But the SmackDown night, the first one, Rock comes out. Did you watch it? No, I did not. It was. I think you, that, that was opening night for uh, hockey. So. Right. You you get. You're right. You were at the Devil game. Yeah. You you get douche chills. Yeah, of course. When you big the, pop Hogan. Oh Rock, my God, when, Austin. But Hogan and The Rock. I mean, Hogan and Austin were there. I mean, The Undertaker too was there. They didn't even use them. They weren't even on screen. Wow. But like when you hear if you smell yeah. like the the noise that came out of that arena, it blew the roof off. Whole like. As soon as The Rock came out and he started doing the finally, like, you could, the crowd wouldn't shut up. And you could see that The Rock was, I don't want to say shaken, but emotional. Like, like, holy shit. Like, like the fact that, like, his eye, like, you know. And I, I said to you, I was like, I hope when they bring him out, it's not some cheesy, you know, like, bullshit Elias kind of. And it was. <laughs> What's her name came out? The Mon. The fucking Mon. The fucking Mon Becky Lynch comes out. And she, you know, is having a conversation. Then The Rock comes out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't like she mentioned it. She was just talking. The Rock comes out. They're doing their little catchphrases. Baron Corbin comes out. Fine. He can play the fucking guy that's going to get their specials against him. He comes out. They start the whole chanting. Rock does his interacting where you know. He didn't have a script. Of course not. You know that he just went out there and it was like, all right, Baron's going to say this, this, and this. Okay. And here's my answer. (laughs) And you'll hear my answer when you're out there. Like to the point where they, they pan the camera over to Becky. And like when the rock said something about his balls or whatever, like the fact that you saw Becky, like went from like her serious face to like, she like cracked a smile. Like you were like, you know she didn't see that shit coming, and she's holding it together. It 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 gives you fucking douche chills, like where you're like, <laughs> it's back, it's back. Yeah, it's, it's like why can't he keep wrestling? Like yeah. Ballers isn't that good of a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit about a hundred million dollars a year for movies? <laughs> but the main event was Kofi versus Brock, and Brock wins in about. I don't think the match ten l- seconds lasted longer than you saying Brock Lesnar yeah. versus Kofi Kingston. Brock. So he comes out. He's standing in the ring, and you hear Rey Mysterio's music. Rey Mysterio brings out Kane Velasquez, who I guess was a now f- a UFC guy that beat Brock Lesnar in yes. UFC. Yes. Why? Why? If I'm a mid Carter. Yeah, like like, Ali, like like Elias or Baron Corbin. You are whatever. wasting my TV time for what? Crown Jewel? Yes, which nobody's going to watch because it's on like a Tuesday at 1 in the afternoon. Are You're, you taking a day off from work from your minimum wage job or whatever? Or from yeah, whoever yeah Donald Brashear. Are you going to be watching? Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's you're stealing TV time. You're stealing angles. 
and they from also, guys. And who's the guy they're putting up against Braun Strowman? Is he another UFC uh, guy? Yeah. No, he's a boxer. A boxer. Tyson Fury. A, for what? So the ratings were huge. Yeah, for, for night the, one. For night one. Last week, down a million. Because you, you didn't have The Rock. Everybody tuned in to see what The Rock was going to do. You know, it, you have other legends promoting the show, and then you're, you're forcing the same old fucking SmackDown on us. That's what people said. It's go, it, the, the week one is great, and now we're back to the same old. They, Which they, led to... They ripped apart Raw of being your show, your franchise show. Moving it, making SmackDown your show, and it sucks. Yep. You're fired, Eric Bischoff. I, I don't. I saw that the other day. I go, what the fuck? It's been two weeks. I didn't even see you added this. Eric had absolutely no vision. And that, once we were headed to Fox, everything was falling through the cracks. Allegedly, this up, is what somebody was saying. He messed up multiple times with Fox. Eric also had no stamina for the rigors of the job. Well, first of all, you, the guy, you made the guy move from Wyoming, from Wyoming to, to Connecticut. Okay, that's number one. Number two, yes, he is a wrestling mind, but he has not watched wrestling yeah. probably for years. He even mentions on his 83 Weeks podcast that yeah. he hasn't watched wrestling since he left WCW. That's number two. Number three is you're telling him he has creative control, but he still has to answer to Vince. That's not creative control. And you look at the other show, the red show, and you look at what Paul Heyman's doing, and it's like, what the fuck? Why couldn't you give... Look, Paul Heyman ran ECW. Great. Eric ran WCW. That was pretty good, too. But you're handcuffing one guy and not the other. I read that some people said that that worked. The writers were like, if Eric Bischoff stays, we're leaving. Like, we're quitting. <laughs> I'm interested to see what eighty three what he says on eighty three. I saw my if if he's allowed to say anything, he'll probably say something along the lines of, "Look, I want to get this. Out I want to thank. I want to thank the opportunity. But when it came down to it, they weren't happy with the way I was handling business. I wasn't happy with the way I could do business. It was an unnatural fit, and that's all he has to say. He's not disrespecting. He's not taking blame. He's not putting blame. I think he's past that whole like. It's not like he needs it. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you where he won't be going. Where? He won't be going to AEW. They picked up Taz recently, didn't they? But he won't be going to AEW because as long as Jericho has any fucking clout, Uh, Jericho hates. I don't. I honestly do not think that AEW needs Bischoff. No, they don't. I don't. Unless you're bringing him in strictly as a TV character. To, like the, uh, to lead a faction. Which, and on it, honestly, you don't need it. What's he going to do? Come in and, and do um, AEW's... Uh, NWO? Yeah. Like, you already established Jericho and um, We the People and uh, LAX. I'm sorry, I can't say LAX because that... It's copyright but, infringement. A, li- a little, little side note, and I am going to stand behind this until I'm served a cease and desist letter from AEW or from uh, Impact Wrestling. They should have come into AEW as the team of um, Santana and, and Ortiz, the team of Relax. Re in small letters and LAX in big ones. Relax. 
That's perfect. Because that's not copyright infringement. They still look the same from when they were in Impact Wrestling. It, they they were now. <laughs> Rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Um, but AEW, their f- first show, because I don't know, were, were we around for when they talked about it? No, we weren't. So the first show, awesome. Awesome first show. Uh, leading to a championship match between Jericho and Adam Page. Adam Page, which led to a bunch of people running in, which led to Jack Swagger Hagger, his real name, coming Swagger, out. Swagger Hagger. <laughs> coming out out of nowhere, which was definitely not a person I would have thought of. No. He also, because he's fighting in Bellator, I read. He's not wrestling in the ring as part of this contract deal until after his next bout. Like, I think it's like in a week or something like that. And then he'll start wrestling in the ring because like the, he shows up on AEW. It's his quote unquote day off from work training. Right. Training. <laughs> but, but but last but this week he was shown clotheslining somewhere yeah. pretty hard. But let me, let me ask: Have you watched uh, Dynamite at all? Yes. What do you think? Since you weren't a really big WCW guy, you, I, I'm assuming you saw a little bit of Nitro. Oh, I used to watch it. Yeah, I used to watch it. Do you see similarities? Do you see... Yes. I see this as the love child of Nitro, Mm -hmm. Impact, and to a certain extent, ECW. Okay. It's like a weird threesome. I see the the angle storylines of WCW. I see the... setup of the the ring slash stage from from impact from from impact and i see the the hardcoreness because they've had three shows hardcore and every show someone's bleeding yes and there's some sort of the the match and i don't want to get too far ahead but the match that they had this week it was darby allen darby allen and and jericho darby allen had his hands taped behind his back and and jumping off the top rope. Yes. And doing... Jumping out of the ring. Yeah. With nothing to break his fucking fall. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's very ECW. I see like an RVD Sabu kind of match yeah. like that. But <clears throat> the second episode of Dynamite was better. And it was for one reason. Jericho. Jericho gave a promo <laughs> with, about with the inner circle. Yes. When he int- now, okay. The name itself for his faction. I wasn't. It's whatever. Inner, Only inner, if they come out to a la 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 long, a la 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 long, be long long. No, you see, I think of inner circle. I think of the lead singer of Tool being in his other band. That's what I think of inner circle. But well, I get we went different ways. There. Yes. Yeah. You went nineties, and I went hard rock or grungy. But yeah. And and the crowd started chanting, we the people. And he picked up and and didn't, you know, it wasn't in the script. Absolutely And that, not. you know, that was a stupid gimmick written by stupid writers. It's and it's dead, dead and buried. And, buried. <laughs> and bang. The camera went from Jericho to Swagger. And, and he, Swagger had that look like, fuck you, fuck you. And then it's dead and buried. And he was like. <laughs> yeah, like he definitely. He let, he let it out He went like, like he let out a little smirk, like. <laughs> And then back into character, and it's like, yeah. I love those moments. The WCW feel to it is when they, like, Jericho's talking on the mic, and, like, he's leaning on the rope, mm-hmm. and the camera zooms in yeah. to, like, you can't see anything else it's except him. for him. Yes. That's yeah. the WCW feel to it. But 
great, probably the best promo since the pipe bomb. Yeah. I can't think of a promo in WWE anyway that has been that on that level level of almost letting you behind the curtain like i'm acknowledging this mm-hmm. other place yeah but i'm also talking about where we are now so i also had a couple of comments on our twitter um hsk pod uh during that night of dynamite um it's really focused around tag teams selling stories and all this kind of stuff um i said this is like a real tag team division that, that they have these guys out there. They're not names. They're not big, but they, they're focusing on tag team stuff. Right. They didn't just push the young bucks to the top. Yep. They actually made them lose on the first night. Right. Uh, I mentioned that when Impact Wrestling can lose tag teams like the Lucha Brothers and LAX, that only makes AEW better. Yeah. They, I, th- I think Impact is on uh, life support. I, they have to be acquired by AEW and just let some of those other get in. And just like oh, fi- who else too? What's it called? Is from was it SCU? Yeah, they were Impact guys. They, too. That's Frankie Kazarian and fucking Chris, Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Daniels. Um, in a conversation today with uh, a few um, folks on 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 Twitter, somebody <clears throat> somebody out there uh, mentioned what's everybody's thinking or idea of Cody so far. Uh, the opinion was uh, this uh, tweeter person. Um, I just can't get behind him. His hype or tribute video that was showed this week uh, did nothing for for the for the uh, poster. Um, him going over Jericho at full gear, their pay-per-view, uh, would be a mistake. I agree. Uh, okay. I also responded, I go, considering that there's a lack of high-power main eventers right now in AEW, um, this, is, this feud between Cody and Jericho is going to be long in respects to Cody can keep... Cody will get to a point where he's probably just about to beat Jericho. Somebody's going to come in and disqualify. There's going to be little things that's going to happen where Cody's just just going to get it himself. What they should have done with Roman Reigns, where they they build him up. And, And you're right. These are the only two really main event guys that they have. Yep. And Cody wasn't even a main eventer in in wwe no he wasn't it should be cody loses i would almost have him get annihilated on their their full gear Mm -hmm. just get annihilated okay then it leads to i want a rematch jericho keeps saying no blah 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 you've got to prove it Mm -hmm. you know make him spend the next four weeks go through my guys go through my guys Mm -hmm. and then the last one the match the go home show beat your brother which would work yeah right so have him wrestle Dustin Goldust Mm -hmm. and then have him lose again but just lose Mm -hmm. and then Jericho comes out and he goes you know what I almost beat you blah 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 going back and forth and he goes, you're not getting another chance unless now you have to fight all my guys. Yeah, like a gauntlet match kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have him win at their WrestleMania, whatever it whatever may be. Whatever it's going to be, yeah. So, Probably like Starcade. I don't know if the if uh, WWE owns that or not. But I know there's like certain ones I think that Dusty Rhodes owned that I think they can use. Yeah, they are. He yeah. put a copyright in. I think Bash at the Beach is one of them. Is it? There you go. There's, your, there's your SummerSlam, right? Um, as long as they don't do it in fucking, where did they, it wasn't Daytona. 
bash at the beach. It was, I was there in March. Right. right. I forget. What the fuck? It, it's like on the panhandle. Was it where, where spring break is? Yeah. Because uh, um, I was at the hotel. I was like, and I asked the person in the hotel. I was like, WCW used to do bash at the beach. They're like, yeah, they used to do it right there. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, so I commented also on, on the whole AEW thing is I think they re, um, AEW is more about storylines and storytelling. Like it's very slow storytelling. Yeah. It's it, not that I hate you. I'm going to run in. Yeah. Just fuck with your match. Like, I want to know where the Darby Allen thing is going. Yeah. That who, who is it? The Spanish guy in the inner circle with the fucking. Yeah. The, the, light, the lightweight guy. Guerrero. Uh, Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Sammy Guerrero. Yeah. I think his name is like. Where's where where who is who are you feuding with? Are you gonna have the elite go after the inner circle? I wouldn't do that. Build for that. You, you do some of that, like yeah, you do like don't shoot like, your load too quick. Mm-hmm. But I think just in general for AEW, uh, my gut feeling is I don't want like a whole NWO thing where like you get like a Hogan, you get a Hall, you get a Nash kind of figure to come in. I'm not even like like you get something like a Cesaro, right? If he get, if his contract gets bought out or whatever, and he and he and he gets there, almost like an Edge and Christian, like that that middle level, because essentially that whole roster, AEW's roster, you know what it is? It's Jericho and Mid Carters. It's Jericho. It's um, Moxley, and it's Cody. Those are your those are your your big three. Oh, and and Omega. Yeah, he's a main eventer. And then a little bit underneath that, you have Young Bucks. You have like Dustin Rhodes. You have uh, MJF, Pac, right? You have that. So it's it's okay. I think, I just think you need a little bit, a little bit of name recognition yeah. with all of all of this group. Because listen, I'm looking at, at the women's division, that doctor chick that they have and, and the, um, the Chung Lee <laughs> chick who's a champ. And I'm sorry, I don't know. The, I'm sorry, I don't know the names. Um, they're fucking great. Yeah, you have you have the guy fucking jumping off with duct tape on his hands. Darby Allen, yeah. You have um Jungle Boy and whatever his name was. They took the Lucha Brothers, like the one Lucha Brother is like the the Jungle Boy tag team put together. And to they put what mid carters though, like uh, what mid carters would, would do well. Would do well. That would be that'll be Let's, next week's show. Yeah. Pick Impact, acquire Impact, and get their stars i would love and not in a sexual manner um jordan grace and uh tessa blanchard and uh their uh the uh, tyra valkyrie i think her name is and one other person i forget her name ruby sky is that her name i forget but like she has her whole face painted big chested but their women's division is pretty fucking good but if they I, don't have any. Who's I couldn't name you a TNA guy, Sammy Callahan, because he keeps trying to beat the shit out of Tess Blanchard, which I, I don't understand. He was on that what's it called show, the wrestler show on Vice. Was he? So um, was Darby Allen. So was yeah. T- Impact has a lot of people who are like probably a step or two below mid Carters being main eventers. Like they don't have the name recognition anymore. They like, don't have like the AJ Styles. No. And, like AJ Styles when he first started would be an extreme main eventer now. That that's how kind of not bad, but that's kind of how they are. Like I get what they're trying to do. I just now with AEW in in the way they just need to be acquired and yeah. just put in. That's there. what we'll do next week. 
We'll do the what? Who, where will Taylor Hall go? And who? Uh, who can fill out that? that who would? Fantasy who would be mid-card? a good? Who? What current mid Carter in WWE or current mid Carters could be main eventers or should be main eventers in the TN? Give you one EC three. I don't care. I would agree. I, I would agree EC three. I would agree. A um, whole bunch of people. No one to ruin it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so going back to that uh, Bischoff thing, apparently he's being replaced by um, uh, Bruce, Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, Brother Love. Oh, boy. Hey, look. Let's, let's I'll take Bruce Pritchard over fucking what's-his-name. Who? Vince? Vince. Uh, well, you never know. Vince Russo. Oh, Vince Russo. Oh, God. I, Vince Russo and, and um, Jim Cornette will never be in wrestling ever again. I'm, I, I really... I really don't think they are so like anti like today's wrestling. They would bring back like territory wrestling and try to rewrite it for that. That that's that's how they are. I didn't mind Vince Russo always did the comedy stuff. You know, but he had a leash on him. Yeah. Like when he got to WCW it was he didn't have the leash on him and it's like, "Oh, that's and cool. It no, it'll be funny if we put David Arquette as the fucking champion." But they showed DDP on AEW, yeah, a he lot. Be, he won't be coming back to WWE anytime soon. Someone's not going to be the secret running in Royal Rumble. I read. Oh, I also read uh, Kevin Smith and Jay Muse. Yes, they were supposed to be at that Friday SmackDown. That they got invited, right? To, to sit like front row. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, to SmackDown. To SmackDown, but since they were front row in AEW. They got a call the next day from WWE that their tickets aren't available at the moment anymore. Wow. What so, a bunch of dicks. Jericho uh, tweeted something along the lines of the first victims of the Wednesday Night Wars are Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> uh, wow. Drew McIntyre would be a good mid-carter champion there. Oh, wait, I don't know. It's too, like, I look at it, it's like almost too chiseled. It's almost like it's like you know you see like Bobby Lashley's and Braun Strowman's oh. and 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 uh, Brock Lesnar's like. How and, about that fucking angle they got going on right now? Oh, with Bobby, Ru- Rusev, Lana, and and yeah. uh, could have done it so much better. Can can you know every time? And I actually I watched it. I don't know why it's like focused in on it. Every time they had Bobby Lashley and Lana get romantic, like legit romantic, the camera would go back to Rusev. He would close his eyes every time Lana and um, Lashley would yeah, kiss. That's Paul Heyman writing. That's Paul Heyman writing. I don't. I don't even know if that's one of those. I can't see my. I get the bit. I'll do it, but I can't see my wife kissing. That. He can't be a cuckold. Um, <laughs> if you want, to, if <laughs> that's the show, another show. This show is brought to you by Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub with all your sexual needs. <laughs> yeah. Last topic is why the fuck is the WWE going after boxing and MMA guys for this stupid crown jewel shit? Why? Because like, the Saudis want that. Oh, yeah, why. and they're also what paying? What are they paying Vince? I think it's like ten million dollars a year to do for two like shows the next there. five years, the next ten years, ten years. This is just fucking outrageous, man. Seriously, like ponderous, ponderous, effing <laughs> <and> ponderous. <laughs> Uh, you know, we should probably shouldn't even play this one. It should be a hip-hop array, but... No. We're old school. This is our... This is old school. 
<laughs> HSSKpod.com is our website. High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. Your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling. Your pals Rob and Dave. The longest episodic show about hockey and podcasting on the goddamn web. It's true. Dig it. Ooh, yeah. We're coming after you. Ho- no, sorry. When I will storm the cockpit, I will take this plane <laughs> down. <laughs> Randy, we're just putting the ring together. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and find our podcast, Player FM, Spotify. We're on Google Play, uh, Apple Rated Podcasts. Five stars. Rated five stars. Yeah, leave reviews too. Um, tell us what you like, what you don't like. Get us on Twitter, HSK Pod. You guys on Facebook as well. Post a lot of stuff there. Podbean is our uh, is another one we can get us at. It's just we're on the internet. Coming up on fifty shows. Next show will be fifty. 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 That means we have to do fucking fifty cent. Much like um, in the well, club. Didn't, yeah. Um, what do you call it? Um, PK Subban mentioned it. They were blasting 50 cents, uh, some one of those things, and they were saying, you know, you know we're, we're all going to out here, and we're either going to like die or die trying or something like that, and <laughs> Pierre was so, so... White? <laughs> yeah. And I think PK misunderstood, but I think he, he thought he heard... Um, <laughs> the N-word? <laughs> no, he thought he heard Pierre go, why? <laughs> and then as he was walking For away... For show! <laughs> no, as PK was skating away, he was like... To win, Pierre. <laughs> Woo. Hopefully we'll be doing a lot tomorrow. As we take on the Vancouver Canucks in the in the uh, Hughes Bowl. Hughes-mageddon. 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 much pal. That's 10 right here. Bad blood. That was a pay-per-view, right? Yes. That was a... Uh, 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 in your house? Yeah. In your house. In your house. There we go. Wow. In the Hughes house. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it. Jack Hughes' mom. Hot. Folks, have a good night. <laughs> See you next time on High Sticks Super Kicks Podcast brought to you by Toodles. <laughs>